Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Coach Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Meredith Bell. And if you are active in the Ultimate Coach Facebook group, you're going to already be very familiar with our guest today, Tanya Alvarez. Tanya, welcome to the show. Hi, Meredith. Thank you so much for for having me today. It's an honor to be here with you. Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation because, Tanya, you're one of these people that's all about love and service, which is really the essence of the message in the Book of Being. And for those that aren't as active, In the Facebook group, I wanted to just share, Tanya leads the roundtable discussion for this podcast, where the guest of a specific episode is invited to take a deeper dive. And Tanya is a masterful facilitator with this group. She asks great questions herself, and she also presents questions from the attendees. So I encourage you to get um, notified about those sessions and attend any that you're able to. She also is the leader of the Ultimate Coach Book Reading Group. And this is where different sections, different chapters are read by people who are featured in the book. And so thank you, Tanya, before we even get started for the service that you have stepped up into in in this particular group and in the community. Thank you, Meredith. It's been an honor to be invited to uh, step up to these roles and to really create in collaboration with other members of the Ultimate Coach Facebook group. Um, I definitely am not doing it alone. It is a united effort, uh, truly in love and service. And and it's so exciting. I'm really excited to get started with season three as well. We've really been working hard behind the scenes and it'll be it'll be wonderful to get started on March 5th. So I invite all of our listeners to please join us for our book readings starting March 5th. They will be on Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern and on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern starting March 5th. Great. Thank you for giving us the specifics. Let's roll back to how you learned about the Ultimate Coach book to start with, because I know there's a fascinating story there. Yes, there is. There really is. Um, I was invited by Julie Westover to send Steve Hardison an email. He was gifting the manuscript of the Ultimate Coach on his birthday. And I happened to be up that night and saw the email or saw the message. And so I shot him over an email and sure enough, it wound up being in my email. So I printed it, 
and I started reading it. And to be honest with you, Meredith, at that time, I really didn't give myself permission to sit often to read, (laughs) to even read. So for me to sit down to read such a large book was truly a commitment and, you know, to slow down a little bit. And so I had thought that I was going to read it and I didn't read it like I thought I was going to. And so I decided to recommit and recommit to reading it just 20 minutes or just a certain period of time. And then, you know, it didn't have to be, didn't have to complete a whole chapter, but I could, you know, just a little bit. And so as I started to do that and I started to read a little bit more and a little bit more, I found so much of it relatable to my own life. Um, the roles of Maureen, uh, Steve Hardison's mother, uh, Amy Hardison. I found myself feeling a lot like Steve Hardison in in his demeanor and how he is with people and how he loves people and how he just is there to just love and serve boisterously like that I I familiarized uh, with so many different characters in the book and when I was reading the book about me I really felt like wow this book is written about me my goodness and so but what it did for me was it gave me permission to be more me because any time where I had been shut down, let's say by a family member, like, come on, come on, let's go. You're spending too much time talking to these people. Let's go. Uh, you know, like, we, you know, you're we're, you're on my timeline. We're on we're on a schedule. And <laughs> a, a lot of times that didn't allow me to be with someone that, you know, what if it was a lady that was pregnant? She was about to have a baby. And I don't know. I needed to serve her for a minute. I needed to be with her. Like, I just felt you know, that moment. that, And so I all. I recognized the dip that I was different than other people in my family. And so oftentimes when that was rushed or that wasn't allowed, it, it just, I saw I was different. And when I was with people, I would do less of that. But when I was alone, I would do more of that. Mm-hmm. And so when it really opened my eyes to who am I being and who am I being when I'm alone, and who am I being when I'm with people I love? And is there a shift in being? And that opened my eyes. Mm. What would you say uh, you decided to change or do differently based on that shift, that discovery that you made going through that process of evaluating? Well, I think the first question I asked myself was, why am I not me when I am with the people I love? What makes me shift? Mm. What makes me feel like I can't be me? And that was a reality check of what didn't sit right with me or where I was being judgment rather than really coming from a place of love. And, um, just because it was different and also vice versa, where maybe I was being judged and, um, because I was different and it really opened my eyes to giving someone else permission to have their own perspective, but not own that as my truth. Mm -hmm. And so when I say that, 
is if somebody says you're spending too much time over here with this person and you're wasting your time, but that means something to me to spend time with that person, to love and serve them in whatever manner I feel called to do, then that it's okay for that person to have that perspective. But I did not have to own that as my truth. If I feel called to love and serve and be with somebody, then will I give myself permission to Mm -hmm. be there and love and serve? And I think that was really the connection for me because in this growth, I recognize I didn't level up my own commitments because of this. And when I recognized that I wasn't showing up in spaces that I really wanted to show up better and bigger, then what did that look like? And what did that look like without pointing the finger? What did that look like without expecting anybody else to change or step up in any other way? What did that look like for me to create? And that is where I came from without any expectation of anybody else. But if I was going to create it, then how did I want to create it? Where did I want to raise my hand to help create it? And that was even in really tough relation, tough conversations sometimes that, you know, were really hard to have that Mm kind of took me years (laughs) to have. You know, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, Tanya, about all the places in the book where Steve clearly doesn't care what other people think. And what I'm hearing from you is that you realized how important it was for you to do that for yourself and in order to be true to who you really are. And I think that's such an important growth moment for all of us when we recognize If we're into pleasing everybody else, then like you were saying, we can't be true to ourselves, that we are squelching in some way that part of us that wants to be present. And you, it sounds like you lost your fear or concern about what others thought. And I love that you tied it in with not judging as well. Well, what happened, honestly, if I may share with you, is anytime I found myself in a place of judgment where I was upset or disappointed that somebody else didn't show up or keep their word or stay in integrity to to me, I and I had judgment about it, I really tried to come from a place of turning the mirror back on me and saying, where are you not showing up for yourself and staying in integrity to what you want to do and where you want to be and what you, and so when I came from that space, then again, it gave me permission to stay in integrity to what I wanted to do to move forward and grow me, whether it was show up for a bike ride or brush my teeth in the morning. And at night, you know, because sometimes I will fall asleep and not do that. But if that's really important to me and I want to do it, then, you know, it's some simple, simple things. It's back to basics. And that's what it was. It was back to basics, back to uncomplicating things 
And I love the saying that I always use (laughs) in it's simplify, 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 because sometimes one simplify just isn't enough. Like we have to break it down. And, you know, really, what do we want? What are ways that we can create it? How can we simplify it so much to where we're even willing to take the first step or willing to pause to even think about it? Because that's the first step oftentimes. It is. You know, we just kind of, oh, that thought. I'm infamous for having like this amazing, incredible thought, right? That is like, I feel like it's life altering, life changing. I'm like, there is no way I'll forget that. There is no way. And I'll just keep going about my day, right? Because I'm involved and I'm doing something. And later on, I'll be like, what was that? Like, that was so powerful. How in the world could I forget that? But I don't even pause to write that down. Mm. So that was an awareness of where am I not pausing for those golden nuggets, Mm -hmm. you know, for those golden nuggets, even for myself that are serving me so greatly. Like that was, that was, that message was so divine. And I didn't even give myself permission to pause for five seconds and write that down. That was an awareness for me Mm -hmm. and still continues to be. It's always a journey, isn't it? We just are (laughs) continuing to learn and grow. And I know another one of your growth moments was with the ultimate experience in January of 2022 in Phoenix. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you came to attend that. And what was that big takeaway that you got? Yes. Oh, so great. So to attend that, I really had to coordinate multiple things. Being a mother, I had three children at home at the time and my husband away working. And so, and I don't have family close. So there is some coordination that needs to happen. I don't usually raise my hand to just anyone to watch my children. So really coming to a place of, oh my goodness, who would I trust to raise my hand to? Like, who could I call on and how could I coordinate that? That all comes into play when you're feeling like a single parent or when you don't have a village and a support system. Who can I honestly trust my children with? Like, that's a very valid question. So for, you know, that took some really, some deep diving. And I raised my hand to a coach because I believe every champion has a coach. And, you know, and they said, well, who can you raise your hand to? Who are you willing to raise your hand to? And I don't know. I I really don't want to raise my hand to anyone. And they said, well, Tanya, you know, that could be a gift for somebody. That could be a gift that you could actually gift to somebody to be able to support you in something that you want to do. And when I shifted my mindset on that, I was more willing and the idea of who came popped into my head of who I would raise my hand to. And so I did. And so that began the beginning of the possibility. And so, of course, I looked online and I, of course, there was a flight and it was perfect because I actually had an event that was going to be the day before that I really wanted to be at because I would be serving 15 high schoolers um, in a brain pop competition. So I was there to support them with their mindset and encourage them. And throughout the competition, and it was about a five-hour competition. So it turned out that I would be able to 
be there at the competition and arrive at my plane just in time. And what's so funny is that I had bought a gift for Amy and I decided, well, this gift is going to get squashed if I don't get another suitcase. So I had just enough time to pull off on a side road where I know there's like little kiosks and I bought a separate little suitcase to just to carry her gift in. And so I transferred the gift into this little suitcase and took the suitcase with me. And the biggest reason for me going to the ultimate experience was to support Julie Westover and Alex DeMoss. They had made this commitment to put on and be a support to the ultimate experience in Arizona and support Ju- Judy Thurison and the six pack. They were part of the six pack. And so I said, well, you're doing that. You can count on me. I will be there no matter what. I will be there. And so when I realized, oh my goodness, I really, I'm going to have to choose. There's no way I'm going to be able to do both. Like this is all the way in Arizona and I'm in Miami and it's like literally only hours apart. But I was able to look at it. I didn't give up and I did make it happen. And so the the point of the story is that I didn't let one little challenge stop me along that journey. And I still got there and I kept every commitment that I said I was going to keep. And for me at that time, that was big for me because I was told that I can't keep commitments. Hmm. That was one of those stories that was someone else's perspective. And I kept every commitment. And so that was the beginning of me keeping my commitment to me of showing up in the spaces where I want to show up and show up into the places where I want to support the people that I love and that I believe in and to create that as a possibility. So for me, that is what the ultimate experience, uh, Arizona was very much about when I arrived at my hotel, or actually I'd love to share the story because when I arrived in my car, in the rental car and I turned on the ignition this song came on. You are in the father's house or lay your burdens down. You are in the father's house. Leave your shame at the door. It's not welcome anymore. You're in the father's house. And Meredith, for me in that moment, that literally, I just took a deep breath and was like, you are with me everywhere I go. I am loved. I am brave. I am committed. And I commit to lay my burdens down and believe in me. Because I'm here. And I went to my hotel and in the morning I decided I wanted to create my morning how I wanted to create it. Calm and relaxed and reached out to Julie and Alex and asked them how I can support them and where I could support them. And they told me exactly where they would like me at what time. So I was there, but on my way, actually, when I got in my car to go to the event. So when I got back in my car, right. And I turned the ignition on the same song was on at the same exact spot. Lay your burdens down. You're in the father's house. Leave your shame at the door. It's not welcome anymore. 
And it was confirmation for me that no matter what judgment has ever been made of me, let it go. Just be me. It, it don't matter. It, it, unless I hold on to it. I only really knew, or I only thought I knew two people going to Arizona, ultimate experience. I wound up knowing a few more. But the key here is that embracing each person as they were in front of me and just feeling people's energies and being with them and being curious and welcoming and loving and accepting everybody. There was one gentleman who was sitting on the floor with his kids went and sat on the floor with his kids for a moment. You know, it it just, he walked in with a wagon. I could see some people looking. It was a little different. It's okay to be different. It's totally okay. And so that it just, what making that agreement supported me in that decision. It wasn't an expectation. It was truly an agreement that no matter what, be me. And it's amazing how many relationships have been formed and cultivated since that event. Mm -hmm. Miracles have been collaborated and created since that event. And it's been an honor, each and every one of them. Well, I want to explore some of those miracles. But first, go back to the event itself. What was that key takeaway that you had when after or during Steve's talk at the end of the event? Yeah, actually, I don't even think it was at the end of the event, to be honest with you. I think it was more in the beginning of of his talk, actually, because I believe it was not too long after he was like, look, I prepared all these notes, but I'm going to be here right now with you guys right now. And then I was like, yep. I feel you, you know, because he was just being him. He was being his true self and allowing what was coming through to come through. And but the great and so not too far, not too long after that, he had asked for a bottle of water when he was still on stage right after he did that. And he took a sip of water and he put it down. And I believe shortly after that, he walked off the stage to acknowledge someone. And after he acknowledged someone, and I believe he continued to talk a little bit, he turned around and asked somebody else for another bottle of water. And people were kind of scrambling. And so then somebody ran to the back of the room and grabbed another bottle of water for him and brought it to him. And he turned around and he said, can you help me take the bottle cap off of this water bottle? And he said, wake up. This is why I'm so successful, because I don't try to do anything alone. That was my only note I took, because I don't try to do anything alone. That was it. At the top, I closed my notebook that was, faith plants the seed and love makes it grow. And I sat there and I received with the rest of the message with my hands open. And I was next to Ariel Holmes and just placed my hand on her back. At times, there were emotions flowing and I was just with her. Just with her. Allowing the energies, allowing the flow, allowing what was happening and what we were feeling 
and just being present with that. I might have screamed poor Joan Claire her little ear off <laughs> because I was really excited during part of it. Um, that was before Steve Hardison got up. Um, when uh, Eric Lofholm's son was on the stage and he was doing push-ups and he was talking about reps, doing the reps. And with my background, um, reps is a common, <laughs> a common mm-hmm. statement, repetition. And so it just, it really created the awareness for me of what am I repeating what do I want to change from what I am repeating currently? What do I want to repeat that's different? Mm-hmm. Where do I want to plant seeds and so and show up with my love to create growth in that space? So that was those for me were really the seeds of where do I want to be? Where do I want to grow? Where do I want to show up? And that planted the seed for me to show up in high schools differently and elementary schools differently and show up in the ultimate coach differently, show up in loving service to many people in the community as everyone has done such to me in such a loving, loving, I, there are so many people I could acknowledge in this moment. And I was thinking about it the other day. One of the stories I used to say is that I'm not good at names. And when I was thinking of all of the people that I could acknowledge and I will acknowledge and all of the names that were coming to me, I thought, wow, that was such a terrible story. (laughs) Those people just didn't have that, that much of an impact in my life for me to actually remember But in the Ultimate Coach Facebook group and in the Ultimate Coach group, these people have stepped up to be of loving service in so many of our lives. It I could never forget them. They are engraved in my heart. They are rooted in my soul. Their their love is is divine. And I'm I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. I can I could only create a ripple effect from that and give back from that. So many great points that you just shared there. Thank you, Tanya. One of the things that just hits home, I think, with many listeners who are able to enjoy what you just shared and benefit from it, this whole idea of being present in the moment to absorb the wisdom that's being shared. I'm like you. I tend to be a copious note taker. When you were saying you closed your book, I thought, oh, my goodness. That was a big deal, right? Because I can just see you probably are used to writing notes and so am I. And yet, when you look at absorbing the essence of the message without necessarily capturing every single word, uh, that's one of the things that just hit me that so many of Steve Hardison's clients talk about in the book. They don't remember the exact words he used, but here's what they took from it. and. And it sounds like that's what happened to you there. You were just fully present with the people around you, with what you were hearing Steve say, and you let that penetrate your heart and your soul to really feel what the message was. 
you know, as I was listening to you say that back to me and just really being with how I was feeling, feeling Ariel and her emotions run through her and remembering all the times where I had emotions running through me and I felt alone and I could just be there and hold my hand on her back and help her and love her and ground her just with my hand on her. Like it it just, again, it was being in that moment of love right there, just being love. And so for me, when he said, I don't do anything alone, I thought he's asking for help with a bottle cap on a water bottle. Like, are you serious? Like, do you know how many things I've done on my own? Like, come on. I pretty much put a roof on a house by myself. Uh, Okay. I've done water heaters. I've done, you name it. I can do it probably. Or I'll find it on YouTube and I'll create the possibility to be able to do it. So when he said that, I was like, oh, so that's the disconnect. I was thinking that in order to figure it out, because my always my husband always says, you know, you can figure it out. Just figure it out. Just figure it out. But I thought I had to figure it out on my own. Like, why did I think that? That was a story. It's no longer my story. It seems like there have been just these layers and layers of self-awareness that have, you know, unfolded for you. And I just love reading the stories, the real stories now that you share um, on Facebook about ways that you're showing up in love for others. From the elementary kids, the fourth graders you spoke to who had test anxiety, to this seven foot giant, as you called him, that you encountered at the hospital recently, I would love for you to share, because I think sometimes people wonder, how. what does it really look like? What is it when I am being love and service? What does that manifest itself as in terms of what I, how I act, what I do? You Referring back to things that Steve has said, and you have said a couple of times about the seeds that you're planting for who you want to be, then become the fruit that show outwardly. So talk about some of those examples that um, demonstrate who you're being in the world now. Well, I love that you asked this question because it's everywhere I go. It's really asking the question, who am I being and am am I in alignment with how I want to be? And if I'm not, what does that look like? And if I'm not, then where do I want to give myself permission to plug back in so I can be me? Because what I recognize is that when I can be me, then I'm loving people bigger. I'm loving people better. Because I believe in me and I love me. But it's hard to reach out to people and be curious about people if you don't feel like you're curious about people. Like you, you, if you want to be curious about people, then you can be curious about people. You can be curious about people. But if you don't want to be curious about people, then that's how you will be. And so when I recognize, well, actually I'm curious and actually... I'm an advocate for 
warriors. I'm an advocate for champions. I'm an advocate for people that have been through really tough times. I've had many injuries and been in wheelchairs multiple times. And so I love to see people rise from the very hardest parts of their lives because I've been there. And I accept you as you are where you're at. And so when I see people that are hurting or when I see people that are in pain, whether it be a three-year-old child or a fourth grader or a giant, like you said, I'm curious, I'm present, I'm aware, my eyes are open, I'm not on my phone all the time, wherever I'm at, walking and doing whatever. I am, I, my eyes are open and I'm present. And what I've recognized is that by doing that, I'm creating that awareness with my children. My children are also aware and present and they're recognizing certain spaces. Like just the other day, even we were coming out of the grocery store and a homeless uh, person came up to us and asked me for cash and I didn't have cash on me. I don't normally carry cash. And my son, uh, we walked. We walked away and we walked towards the car. And when we finished putting groceries in the car, he said, Mom, I have money in my book bag. May I go and get them my cash? And I said, Buddy, if you're feeling called to go and serve them, then you're more than welcome to. And so he went along and he gave him the money and he gave him a blessing. And the lady turned around and shared a joke with him and blessed him as well. So it's recognizing that Am I being that fruit even for my children? Am I showing up in spaces to where I'm throwing my shoulder at people or I'm being rude or obnoxious or not curious and just reactive towards maybe someone not loving? Or am I being a lo- coming from a loving space of curiosity and, and showing up of how can I serve in this moment no matter what it looks like? I think that's such an important point because it really is an attitude. It, it's, it's how we think about the world, how we think about others um, when we go out and have the opportunity to interact. I'd love for you to share the impact because I don't even know how tall you are, but I'm picturing you next to this seven foot uh, player, because it, it's one of the um, Miami Heat basketball players, right? That was at yes. the hospital. And so truly seven feet is is not an exaggeration. Yes, no, he was and definitely. Talk, yeah, talk a little bit about how you happened to encounter this person and what you felt you wanted to share with them at that moment. Absolutely. So I was walking out, actually, I was waiting in the waiting room for a few minutes, checking out with the ladies at the doctors and carrying on with them, telling jokes and just sharing a laugh with them Um, because they're always very busy, right? They're getting surgeries in place. They're always working really hard. And so I like to always just give a little love to them. And so when I was done, I was walking into the elevator. And as I was walking into the elevator, there was a giant seven foot person there. I don't know how tall he was exactly, but he was very close to seven feet, if not taller. And I could see him with his doctor and he was in so much pain. He was, his head was down. He was, he couldn't even look up. He was covered in brand new bandages and I could just 
see his pain. He could barely get into the elevator. He had to duck down and he's just there in the elevator like this, but like truly hunched over his crutches. He's like, he was like seven feet tall and he looked like five feet tall the way he was hunched over. Like he was literally all the way hunched over. And I just spoke with him for a moment and I told him, buddy, I know this is tough right now, but this is for now and not forever. And you're a champion. You remember who you are. And he said, but I'm broken and this hurts so bad. And I said, I know. But again, this is for now not forever. You can heal yourself how you show up for you through your nutrition, through your exercise recovery plan. Listen to your doctors, listen to your trainers and show up. Create what it looks like to show up and love you because that's the most important part of your recovery. No matter what, you are a champion. Remember who you are. And I walked out of the elevator And as I was walking through the hospital, I was just thinking like where he was at because I've been there. I've been in a wheelchair seven times. I've been there. I've been in the space where I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. I couldn't get in and out of bed by myself. I couldn't take a shower by myself. I remember being in high school when I was in a wheelchair and the neighbor Like a month had gone by. I was in a cast from my toes to my hip. And my neighbor rolled my wheelchair outside and washed my hair with a hose in the front yard. Those were moments for me. And I know when people feel broken and when they feel alone, it's really tough sometimes. But when we can recognize our thoughts can create how we are being. And our how we recover and how we grow through what we're going through. We can shift everything and we can come from a place of ownership rather than victim. And we can come from, you know, and when we can come from that space, because I remember being 15 years old and the doctor saying, I will walk with a limp for the rest of my life. That was the beginning of my advocacy for myself of self-education and learning as much as I could about nutrition, as much as I could about exercise physiology and showing up in those spaces to the best trainers in the world to teach me. And those are my coaches. Those are my teachers in my past. Those are the people that I've learned from. And so recognizing that that is where I showed up years ago, but what put my fire out? How was, where was, how was I being when my life shifted into a different direction? And maybe I felt like my flame wasn't lit. And for me, the ultimate coach has relit my flame. It has reminded me who I am and who I want to be is up to me. How I want to be, where I want to show up, where I want to grow where I want to love myself and forgive myself for maybe not showing up, but letting that go, giving myself permission to let go and show up today, show up now and recreate from here, recreate my marriage, recreate my relationship with my children, recreate my relationships with anybody that's ever been broken with. With Through the ultimate coach experience, I have healed so many relationships in my life because of my shift in being. 
So for me to show up in that space for that gentle giant, just to remind him who and how he can be is up to him. What's ironic is that as I walked to the hospital, I was thinking of him and I thought to myself, even before I went into my appointment, I thought, you know, or because I had drove around the hospital, I thought, oh, wow, look, they have a new sign. That's so, that's so nice. It says, uh, doctor of Miami heat. I would love to take a picture of that. That would be so great. And then I had that experience. And as I was coming around the corner to go take that picture, I see him. I see this giant standing there. And I thought to myself, and I had my camera, my phone in my hand, right? I look like I'm about to take a picture. And I did not want to come from that space because that is not where I was coming from. So I put it in my pocket. I didn't even go to the sign. I just went straight up to him. And I, and again, we shared a few more words. And um, he shared with me a little bit more in detail about what his surgery was. And I offered him um, just a little bit of love and put my hand over my heart and said that I would be with him and hold him high in warmth and love. And he, he you know, and he's like crouched down. He again, literally like seven feet tall, but about five feet. So we're like at eye contact because I'm only five foot one. <laughs> so him all the way crunched down, we're at eye contact. And he said, looks at me and just says, I really appreciate you. Thank you. I needed that. And walked away. I think that's such a beautiful story to kind of conclude with, Tanya, because what you shared there is being present, being loving, being of service to another human being in the moment, responding to that nudge that you had to be with him and then to be able to see him again and state that again with no expectation. You know, it's this whole thing of being willing to give. Yeah. Just to give, just to be of love to another human being, especially someone you see is in pain, in this case, physical pain. And so thank you for demonstrating in such a beautiful way what's possible for all of us every day if, like you, we increase our awareness and we look to see who's there in front of us right now. We don't have to look very far because oftentimes it's people we live with that are in our own home that we can choose to be most loving and of service to, and we overlook that too often. Tanya, thank you for who you are being in this world. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the Ultimate Coach audience before we wrap up? Well, Meredith, I think that you closed it out with a beautiful point, is that oftentimes we're looking out, right? So far ahead of everyone else that we can serve as well. Um, especially many of us are coaches and, and so forth. And oftentimes the people to serve are the people right in front of us, our family and being present. So being, giving ourselves the opportunity to say, if it's not like that right now, how can I, and what am I willing to recreate? So it is like, I actually want it and give ourselves permission to be that with the people we love and to be with the people we love, even with busy schedules. That's great. Tanya, I know that folks are going to want to connect with you if they aren't already. How can they do that? 
Yes, Meredith, they can connect with me on Facebook. They can send me a private message through Messenger, and that would be the best way to contact me at this point. And um, send me a private note, and I'll get back to you, and uh, we can go from there. That is so great. Tanya Alvarez, thank you so much. We will include your link to your uh, Facebook profile in the show notes page. And thank you for who you are being in the world. You are truly a gift to everyone who comes in contact with you. Oh, thank you, Meredith. Thank you so much. Again, it's been an honor to be here with you. And I just love sharing space with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.